this morning I want to share with you a message of a, a man that worked closer to God. We are going back in the book of Genesis, but Enoch, we are reading from Genesis chapter 5, from verse 21 to 24, and then we'll be looking at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. Enoch was a father who lived close to God. And even if today we celebrate Father's Day, I pray that this message can be applied to all of us. This message is not just for the fathers, it's for all those who are willing to walk close with God. And to see how we can apply God's word in our lives and see the benefit of walking with God and see the reward that is reserved to those who are walking with God. I hope that will be an encouragement to all of us. So we can read in Genesis chapter 5, verse 21 to 24. And may the Lord continue to bless us through the reading of his word. So we read, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Now if we move our Bibles in the book of Hebrews, we'll be reading from verse 5 of chapter 11. Chapter 11 verse 5 says, By faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. Praise the Lord for this passage that we read. Let's pray. Father, as we approach the meditation of your word, we come to you, O Lord, to receive insight and guidance. May your Holy Spirit, O God, Help me to deliver the message that you want me to deliver to my brothers and sisters. And Lord, help me to be silent and quiet in things that are not bringing edification to my brothers and sisters. Father, I pray that you will be glorified through the meditation of your word and our soul blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now let me tell you that there are two Enochs in the Bible. The word of God tells that Adam and Eve, in chapter 5, verse 4 of Genesis, are the other sons and daughters beside Abel and Cain. However, among the descendants of Adam and Eve, the Bible brings record of two lines of families. One is the family of Cain, and the other one is the line of the family of Seth. Now, if we look at the first Enoch, he was coming out of the lineage of Cain. And Cain built a city for him. If you read the first chapter of Genesis, you will understand also that the descendants of Cain was a, a ungodly. They were amazing. They excelled in the things that were, uh, they were doing in building cities and also in poetry and literature. But they were not following God as their own father. And then we have the descendants of Seth that was uh, determined to serve God. And Enoch comes, the second one, comes from the descendants of Seth. 
And the, the book of Jude, the epistle of Jude, in verse 14, says that it was the seventh after Adam. So it was the seventh generation after Adam. So we have it as Enoch. Enoch fulfilled his parental responsibility. And it's interesting here. I have always been fascinated by Enoch. I remember growing in the Sunday school and learning about this man that was taken away from God. He was not seeing death. The Bible says it's very clear. But something came out of my reading uh, when I was asking God what I can share uh, about Father's Day. And it was the fact that he started to follow God after he fathered Methuselah. It seems that a crisis happened when Enoch became a father. And he started to follow God. In verse 24 we read, Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. So this was after he came. But in verse 22 says, Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. He lived the, the totally of 365 years, but the first 65 years we can understand were lived without following God. And then he became a father, and things start to change. I pray this morning that the Holy Spirit will, will help us to see how we can fulfill a role of being a father, but also how we can fulfill the role of being a follower and a disciple of Jesus Christ. There was a change in the life of Enoch. And let me say, my brothers and sisters, that when we look upon God and we start to be determined to follow him, some change needs to be implemented in our lives. We cannot be the same. I like what the Bible says, that it was a life before God and a life after following and walking with God. So there was a moment, and this moment for Enoch was when he became a father that he started to walk with God. We are so busy sometimes with a multitude of things in our lives. Especially here in North America, we are living a very stressful life. We are looking at many responsibilities to be fulfilled. But I want to encourage you that you, among the other responsibilities, you put it first, the responsibility to be a follower and a disciple of the living God. Because this will determine also the length of your life and the blessing that will come, not only on this earth, but also for eternity. And Enoch, I believe you learned that. As we see this man, we will see also what distinguished the life of Enoch. Some marks that I believe we can be able to apply in our lives as a fathers, but also as a believers in general. Let me start saying that something important. Enoch moved from complacency to begin walking with God. That was the initial step. And to walk with God means more than just believing he exists. Do you know that even the devil knows that God exists? This is what the Bible says. Believing that God exists is not enough. You must give your life to Christ. 
Was Enoch always a believer? I mentioned to you before. It seems that if we look in Genesis chapter 5, verse 21, and then verse 22, it looks like he started to walk with God after the birth of his son, Methuselah. Enoch walked with God 300 years, and he had sons and daughters after Methuselah. The writer to Hebrews chapter 11 underlines all the champions of faith. And among those champions with faith, he listed also Enoch. And I believe because walking with God has to do with pleasing God. Has to do with uh, doing the things that God wants us to do. And he says he was commanded as having pleased God. And I thank God for a person like Enoch because he sought to please God. After he was becoming a father, he sought to seek God and find pleasure in him. And I pray this morning that as Enoch walked with God more, we also we can take the determination to walk with God more. I say that Enoch came out of the descendants of Seth. And Seth was somebody that taught his own children to walk with God. Enoch believed maybe that there was a creator. He believed that there was somebody that created everything. But it was not something that he took personally and grew deep in the knowledge of the creator. And you know, sometimes as a believer, so we believe in God. We have this uh, uh, large and wide understanding that is a creator. But this is just not enough. We need to deeper our faith in God. We need to be more alert of what God would like to do in our lives. And walk in holiness. Walking close to him. This is what happened to Enoch. He took the decision to walk with God after he became a father. He understood that he could not raise this child that God gave to him in his own understanding and wisdom. He needed God's grace, God's wisdom. And let me tell you, my brothers and sisters and fathers in particular, we need to follow him. I like what the notes of John Wesley says in this book of Genesis, chapter 5, verse 22. John Wesley made this comment. It seems that to walk with God is to set God always before us. And to act as the deeds are the always under his eye. It is to live a life of communion with God both in ordinances and providences. It is to make God's and his word a rule. And his glory our end in all our actions. It is to make it our constant care and endeavor in everything to please God and in nothing to offend him. It is to comply with his will, to concur with his designs, and to be workers together with him. If I look at the life of Enoch, we never read that he raised the dead. We never read about Enoch parting a Red Sea. We never read about Enoch healing the sick. It simply says he walked with God. Don't you find that it's very interesting that? <laughs> he walked with God. There was no something dramatic 
And you know why? Because this was his lifestyle. You know, when you walk with God, you live, you breathe his life in your life. He's the one that directs our path. And because of that, there is no action that can be described in a walk with God. We just reflect who he is in our lives. Actually, we don't only reflect who he is, but we are his light to the world. You are the light of the world. This is what Jesus says to his own disciples. So Enoch walked in faith. He identified his life with the omnipotent God, the creator of everything. Enoch would tell us, talk with God all day long. Be his friend. He would tell us that the secret is to build a relationship with him. And many people today... They have a religion, but they don't have a relationship with God. Fathers today and brothers and sisters in Christ, friends, we don't need to be only religious people. We need to have a relationship with our God. Make him our friend, the one that we follow, the one that we know we can trust, the one we know that can give us wisdom in all the challenges that we have in our lives. You see, Enoch knew that the awareness of God's presence and the practice of this presence in his life will make all the difference. And let me tell you something. The greatest thing that could be said about us is that we walked with God. Let me tell you that the greatest things, the great compliment that your son, your daughter can give it to you. My dad, my mother, were people that walked with God on a daily basis. There is no better connotation, no better compliment that can be given to you if not that you are a friend of God, that you walk with Him, that you are a child of God, that you understand that your life is blessed because God is in your life. And today as we celebrate Father's Day, let me say that this should be our aim to walk with God as Enoch did. He moved from complacency to begin to walk with God. And I pray that all of us begin to be serious with God and say, I want to be a friend of God. I want to walk with Him. I want to receive from Him direction, wisdom, guidance. Because this will make me a good dad. Don't be satisfied with only believing. Act. Have a relationship with Him. That's my first point. And then the second lesson that we can learn from Enoch is that Enoch continued his walk in dependence upon God. You know, it is important to walk with God. But also it's important to walk depending upon Him. You know, when I was in the army, I, the first month it was uh, learning how to march in a platoon. And you know, you have to march and you have to walk in the same pace. If you are not marching with the same pace, right away you will notice. Right away you will be uh, 
an entrance to the movement of the old platoon. You need to have the same step. And you need to be depending from the officer or the surgeon that will give you the pace. In our lives, it's not important to begin to walk with God. It's important that we follow God. It's important that we hear his voice giving us the command that we need to follow. Many times we want to just walk with God. But you know, Jesus, we do in our own ways. We have our own beliefs. We think that we know better sometimes. But Enoch is teaching us that he knew very well that without God's assistance and dependence, he cannot be successful. You know, many times we say that Cain was ungodly. But if you remember, even Cain offered sacrifices to God. Remember? Actually, this was the reason why Cain killed his own brother Abel. And uh, Cain still believed in God, but not having a relationship with God. He never asked forgiveness. God offered to him that forgiveness. God offered to walk with him. And Cain refused. So did his own descendant. They believe, but they not dependent on God. Enoch is teaching us differently. He lived in a generation that most probably caused the beginning of the moral decay that caused the flood. It's interesting. If you look at the... Uh, the different genealogies and descendants of Adam, you understand that Enoch saw baby Noah. He was his great-great-grandfather. So it means that the generation that was with Enoch started the moral decay that brought judgment on earth. My brothers and sisters, we can believe in a nation that is called Christian as a Canada. And during the big give, this maybe I mentioned to you, I spoke with somebody that came from a persecuted country where Christianity is not allowed as a religion. And he told me, I moved to Canada believing that this was a Christian country. With my great disappointment, I realized that is not so Christian. You understand where I'm going? If we are not cultivating a relationship with God on a daily basis, if we are not willing to depend on His direction, on His word, if we are not believing that the word of God is still valid for us and is the guide for our life, the way that God speaks to us is through the word of God. And if we are not following that, we are risking to take our own direction. We are risking to move from God. And sometimes you don't see the wrong direction at the moment that you turn. When we start to deviate from the word of God, maybe you will not see right away the damage that you are doing to yourself and to your family. But in the long run, you will see the damage and the catastrophe that this can bring in your life. That's why we need to walk in the same steps of God. Enoch was determined to live a life that was separate from sin. He was determined not to look at the society of his time, but he took the initiative to say, I just want to have a relationship with God. And as I discover who God is, 
I don't care about what the world will give it to me. I know the heart of God and I want to follow him no matter what. I want to walk in his steps because I will be safe and secure. This is the story of Enoch. He had faith in God. Enoch made sure that his life was lived in harmony with God. In the same direction, in the same step, at the same speed. And this brought him into fellowship with God and made him well-pleasing God. He enjoyed to walk with God. Enoch was probably a very isolated voice in the clamor of his time. Enoch considered God as his friend. And this was enough for him. My brothers and sisters, today standing for the gospel, standing for God's value, can make you an isolated voice. Can make you a target of mocking, derision. Sometimes you feel ridiculed because of your faith. But let me tell you something. As you stand for God, God will bless you. Because you will discover His love for you. You will discover His wisdom in your life. You will discover that He cares for you. You will discover that is the one that is able to guide you and bless your life and give you a future. Enoch rewarded more the counsel of God than the counsel of society. You know, it was uh, the same generation of Lamech. Lamech, if you look in the book of Genesis, is one of the descendants of Cain. And Lamech was a man arrogant. Enoch had to deal with arrogant people. He had to deal with people that were sure of their own ways. And to be able to submit his life to the life of God and the plan of God was a great effort. But he was happy to do so. I can imagine him every day as he had the opportunity declaring in words and action that he was committed to live God. And to show to other people how deep and serious was his walk with God. I find him to be a glance of what should be the ministry of a father today. He was able to focus on God's plan. He was able to focus on God's holiness. And he said, doesn't matter what my friend or my relatives will say. My cousins will say, I will teach my kids how to follow Jesus. I will follow God's ways. And whether you are a father or not, this is a great lesson for all of us. We all should walk with God. We should set our ears to hear God's voice. We cannot transmit to our children what we have not received from the Lord. We cannot teach godliness to our children if we are not living a godly life. Enoch understood this. And that's why you want to follow in complete dependence from God. Godliness must be received and lived before it can be transmitted. And I pray this morning that we understand the principle. Because this will change the perspective on how we live our fatherhood and enlarge our Christian life. Enoch 
was the messenger of God in his generation. Is the first prophet of the scripture. There is no mention of prophets before him. The Bible teaches us that he was a preacher of righteousness and a prophet. In the dark days in which he was living, he brought the light of the plan of God for humankind. And I'm so glad that today you and I, we can have the same privilege to be preachers and prophets of righteousness. As I said before, we don't need to dramatic action to bring glory to God. Live your life as a Christian. Honor God with your life, with your words, with your behavior, with your action. And you will be a prophet in this dark generation, in dark time. Enoch refused to bend to the whims of his culture. Even in the midst of a wicked generation. One in which God determined to destroy eventually with the flood. He remained faithful in the Lord. Because of that. It gave him hope beyond his own days. Christians have hope. We had the people of hope. Because God is the God of hope. Praise God for this. I really don't like when we start to complain about the time that we are living in. You know, years ago, I had a thought. And I say, Lord, why you allowed me to be born in this present generation? Where there seems no respect for your person. It would have been better for me to, to be born in the Puritan years. Where there was godliness, where becoming a Christian was one of the aim of young generation. Why, God, you didn't allow me to be born in that time? You know what? I have to repent before God. You know what? This is the best time that we can be. Because it's God's time. It's God's time for you to be the parent that God wants you to be in this generation. It's God's time to, for you to be the Christian that this world needs to see. That even today in 2019, 16th of June, there is somebody that is praising God. It is pointing forward to the hope that we have in the coming of the Lord. That's the scripture. And as you read in Jude chapter 1 verse 14, look what is said about Enoch. It was also about this man that Enoch in the seventh generation from Adam prophesied saying, Behold, the Lord come with many thousands of his holy ones. It's not amazing that even before the flood, even before the first coming of Jesus, already Enoch was looking at the second coming of the Lord Jesus. God, him, God gave him a vision of something that was unthinkable in that moment. And let me tell you, when you follow God, when you have a heart for God, you will be able to transmit hope to your next generation, to your children, to the people around you, because your faith is rooted in a person and not in a religion. It's rooted in the person of Jesus Christ and not in an ideology. Praise God for this. Enoch is teaching us this value. It is so remarkable what we see in the life of Enoch. He would prophesy something that was unthinkable for his time. And let me tell you something. Imparts words of blessing in the life of your child. Speak 
about the hope that we have in Christ. He is our hope. He is our joy. He is the one that can change our lives. Speak words of encouragement in pursuing God's values. And live it with Him. And transmit the hope that we have in Christ. And then the third lesson that we can learn from Enoch. Is that Enoch finished his walk better than he started. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Enoch finished in a better way <laughs> than when we started. You know, Jesus says that it's not just enough to have a good start. But it's enough to persevere until the end. Right? This is what the gospel says. Now, if we look at the walk of Enoch, we see that the walk of Enoch was defined by a lifetime. Can you imagine walk with God for 300 years? <laughs> it's a long span. Only three people in the Bible are said that they have walked with God. One is Adam in Genesis 3.8. The other one is Noah in Genesis 6.9. And then we have Enoch that walked with God. You see, Enoch walked with God continued just as, as long as his entire life. You know, when you start to see the goodness of the Lord, you don't want to detach from it. That's why the psalmist says, come and taste the goodness of the Lord. When you taste something, something that is good, you don't want to stop. Right? You continue to eat. You continue to enjoy the flavor this, uh, or whatever you have there to your palate. And you know, when you are tasting the goodness of God, like Enoch did, he was continuing to grow in the knowledge of God. And he was so pleased to walk with him his entire life. And you know, it is for this reason that God took him. Perhaps some of Enoch's relatives or friends will say to him, how do you know it's just a fashion? He will get through all of this. Come on, a couple of years and then he will get over this. And some people would say the same to you maybe. Ah, it's just an infatuation. Uh, it will pass. Don't worry, it will come back to us. You know, some people, they say to her, they say to me when I got saved, and my friends, they would say, ah, we just uh, last a few, few weeks. And then when they saw that was determined to follow Christ, they started to say, man, maybe there is something even deeper than what we thought. You know? What I'm trying to say that Enoch walked with God and he never stopped. In Genesis 5.24, dramatically states, he was no more because God took him away. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. It's not that a figure of the rapture. You know, the Bible is very clear in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 from verse 13 to 18. The Bible says that when the trumpet of God will sound, death in Christ will raise first. And those who are still alive will be transformed, taken away. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to the moment. When by the power of God, by the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ, we will be taken away. And let me tell you, church, let me tell you, fathers, your beginning is just a, an antipast of what will be the end. Praise God. 
Don't be satisfied with this. Continue to persevere because God's grace will be so overwhelming for you and I. When we will see Jesus face to face. When we will enjoy his presence. When we'll be taken away. Hallelujah. And you know, how can you continue to live a godly life for all your years? I can imagine the news on that time saying, Enoch disappeared. Did Enoch live in a monastery? Did he retire in solitude? No, he had a home to take care of, I'm sure. He had a wife, children, business, things to do to survive. He, I'm sure he had the joys mixed with sorrows during that time. Just as we have. But there was a difference. He had an anointed ear to hear God's voice. And let me tell you, Christians are not immune from sickness. They are not immune from problems, from sorrows. Actually, maybe we are more charged because we are going against the flow, right? And there is more heavy uh, responsibility in taking the stand. But you know what? When you have the ear trained to hear God's voice, you don't care. The voice of Christ is such a voice that brings encouragement, hope, and strength in your heart. Hallelujah. How many times we feel overwhelmed by the situation of life? And we go and we bend our knees and our hearts to God. And we say, Lord Jesus, I need to hear your voice. I need to hear your voice, oh God. And God speaks to you through a passage of the word, through the conviction that comes from the Holy Spirit in your heart. And you take again courage and strength. And you press on and you move on. Because you know that you are not alone. You are not alone. There is somebody inside you. You carry the presence of God. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are placed in the family of God that is the church. And you find the encouragement. You find strength. Oh, Enoch must have brought great joy to the heart of God. Oh, when God sees the commitment, when God sees the love, when God sees that he was willing to persevere until the end, you understand why God chose him for himself. You understand how God cared for him. Every day the fellowship with the Lord became even deeper and sweeter and more satisfying for both. God was well pleased with Enoch. And Enoch was pleased to have fellowship with God. It was something that blended together. Enoch lived on the frontier at the border of the invisible world. He was in connection with God on a daily basis. And with full conviction he preached the coming of the Lord. He had the foretaste of the goodness of God. Of what eternity will be. He had a vision of angels. He had a visions of the living God in his heart. And that's why he was so convinced that he could preach about the coming of the Lord and the angels. Praise God. Enoch got an extraordinary reward for his faithful work. Because of his obedient walk with God, God taken him away. Only another man had that privilege. Remember who was the man? Elijah. But Elijah was taken away in a very dramatic way. But here, Enoch shows the familiarity. It was a, not a, an accident. It was a daily walk with God. 
As we have noticed, Genesis 5.24 says, Enoch simply, he was not. One day he concluded his testimony. And while he was walking with God, God took him away. I love this quote. Campbell Morgan says that Enoch and God spent the day walking together. And toward the end of the day, God said to Enoch, you are closer to my house than yours. So come up. Come with me. This morning, let me apply some final application. And even as I address it to fathers this morning, let's all of us take this application. Be a father who walks seeking to please God. And I will say to you, be a Christian who walks seeking to please God. Enoch walked with God and he liked his company. Those of us today who wish to walk with God must to do those things which are well-pleasing God. My friend, fathers and Christians, and we cannot be Christian if we are not doing the things that can be pleased God. You can have a label here, Christian, but if your heart is not committed to follow Christ, I'm sorry. You are a religious person, but you don't have a relationship. Then be a father who is also a spiritual father. I was shocked. A few months ago, I was uh, reading an article. I was quoting Josh McDowell's book, The Dad Difference. He shares that the average father spends an average of only 38 seconds, 38 seconds a day being totally attentive to his child. And 20 minutes being partially attentive to the children's needs. Can you imagine? 38 seconds of specific, devoted, completed attention to his child. And 20 minutes at large. I believe that we can revert the trend. We can spend more time with our children. We can encourage them in the ways of the Lord. A spiritual father takes a very meaningful role in the life of the spiritual development of their own children. By being engaged in the life of that child. And living out the example of God's word. So my desire this morning is that we follow God's direction. And we are engaged in the life of our children. Let me share something personal briefly. There are so many times in my life, in the ministry, that I have to reach back to my heritage, to the example that my father gave to me. And even today, I miss him very much. I miss him talk to him. There is so much that I can remember of his wisdom in my life. And today, I will be not the person that I am if my father's example was not an example for my life. Is still the great heritage of my life. You are building an heritage. You are building a legacy. And this is my last but not the least. Let us build a legacy that someone else might draw upon. You know that we realize either that we realize or whether we realize or not, we are building up a legacy. You can build a legacy of godliness. Or you can build a legacy of ungodliness. There is no way in the middle. 
or you build a legacy where your children will remember that you are a godly person, or they will build a legacy where your children will remember that you were not a godly person. Today, we must make a decision which legacy we want to build. I truly encourage you to build a legacy of godliness. You know, you may not have the blessing that I had to have a godly father. You may come today here from a broken home. You may struggle yourself to being a father in God's ways today. But I want to encourage you. There is a heavenly father that built a legacy for you. And is our heavenly father. He set an example for us that we can follow and imitate. And this is Jesus. If you have a legacy that was not maybe the best. If you are a father that struggled with your walk with God. Please follow the words of Isaiah. He said this word in Isaiah 55 verse 6 and 7. He's encouraging us to go to him. Seek the Lord while, while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the righteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and our, to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. Your life can be changed. Your life can be transformed. Your name may not be Enoch, but you can do what Enoch did if you trust God with all your heart. And this is my encouragement to all of us today. Let's trust God. Let's trust God. And ask to all the fathers, please, can you stand? All the fathers, this is a special day. And I want to include in those fathers also those who are maybe not fathers biological, but they feel fathers in the spirit that have been father other people. I want to ask my wife, can you pray for us fathers? Church, let's join together in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, just like Enoch walked with you, it amazes me how he truly didn't do anything in particular or anything dramatic like the stories that we hear about. But what he did do was that he walked with you. And Lord, I pray that irregardless of what the past may be, irregardless of um, the hurts perhaps or things that may have happened in one's life with their father, their earthly father, oh Lord, that from this day on, they may begin truly a legacy, O oh Father, that they may start afresh and new to walk closer to you than ever before. Amen. That is all we ask of you, Father God. I pray that you bless each and every person here, Father, but also, as has been said in the beginning, everyone here, O oh Father. Yes, O oh Lord. Lord, may you bless each and every father, spiritual, biological, stepfather. Oh, we know that it's not easy at times, but Lord, may you grant it. May they draw closer to you, Father God. From this moment on, may their children, their surroundings know that something new, something afresh happened today. 
We ask you this, O oh Lord. Bring us home safe and sound, O oh Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Can we all stand as we receive the blessing now? It's taken from Second John, verse 3, where the word of God says, Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father. I love that. God the Father. And from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth and love. God bless us all. In Jesus' name, thank you for worshiping with us.